that, he's like, you know, you never know. Like, no one expected Kid Capri to be part of Damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you never know what you are going to hear as he reaches this next sound he wants to present to us, you know? Right, right. You want to jump into that, right. though? Like, uh, The Heart Part 5, was it released on Mother's Day, Sunday? Yes, sir. The Heart Part 5, that shit was... That shit was deep, man. Like, like, first off, when it first started, like, I was like, is this real? Because, like, it was kind of weird. Like, you know, it's just Kendrick standing there, and then he starts getting into it. The beat's very chill, and you hear the live instruments and shit. But then once, as he, like, as Kendrick does, once he starts getting in, like, that mode, like, it builds. You feel the feeling building. Mm-hmm. And when he got into that uh the the Jay Jay Z line where he turns into OJ Simpson, he's like, I let you know what I what a dude look like when I'm in a bulletproof rover. Like I was like, Okay, now he's turning up. And then he just went off from that. Like he fucking did the Kobe shit, the Yeah. Nipsey. So I mean Whew. Yeah. I felt like um Fuck. I felt like he yeah, like I think I don't know. We don't have a lot of artists like that who Speechless. are so Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Nah, but we don't have a lot of artists just I mean, I'm not even talking hip hop. I think in general we don't have a lot of artists that are kinda so married to their art and their music in that way. Like it's very performative. Um like his whole like the video, um just everything like his mannerisms in the video like you know like he was it's performance art which is why like even the song itself as a song is dope but the video takes it to another level and stuff because it kind of ties in and kind of kind of really molds those lyrics to the actual visuals that you see on there so like when he's turning into oj and and uh juicy smollett and uh and, um, oh, it's, it's Jesse. It's juicy. <laughs> nah, it's no Jesse. way. No, it's for, no way. It's pronounced juicy. It's Jesse. Dave Chappelle. A lot of people Dave call Chappelle, him juicy. Dave Chappelle said people juicy. To call him juicy. But... Dave Chappelle calls him juicy. You call yeah, him juicy? I'm calling him juicy. <laughs> nah, that's wild. But um, but yeah, was it Kanye? Kanye, yeah, f- OJ, uh, Nipsey, Kobe. Right. Well, it's like, Jesse and yeah, there's yeah, one yeah. more. Nah, that's it. Will Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah Will, Will Smith. Smith. Will Smith. Yep. It's crazy because, like, I think we all expected Kendrick to hit us with something that we wasn't expecting. And, like, like so we were expecting the unexpected, but it still is almost, like, shocking in a way when he hits us with the unexpected. It's like, oh, shit, I didn't think he would do it, do it like this, but he did it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's, always, it's always funny because yeah, you really I, I don't know. The... There's no hints. There'd be no hints with Kendrick. You just don't know what direction he gonna go in. And yes, you with some yeah. shit. You like damn. And I got the vibe like he was like meshing like the live music with like kind of like a spoken word poetry kind of vibe. A little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he's done that before. How it had the sounds in it, but he's done it before, but never like quite like. Like, the way the instrumentation build up on this one, for some reason, like, I don't know, it still felt fresh. Right. Felt like Kendrick's style, but, like, on another level, with another passion, because maybe it's because 
I felt like he really did tap into at least towards the end, like he really did tap into Nipsey. Mm. When and you know that's kind of something he showed when he first came in the game with high power. He said he had a dream of Tupac, and like Tupac basically pushed him in the direction of that song High Power that J Cole produced, and that's why he started saying that like gotta come back to J Cole to staring at me, you know like so like Kendrick does that you know that's what makes him a great, and um yeah I dead felt like Nipsey was rapping to me like he tapped into his soul, yeah that uh, that. That was a hard listen at first. Like, it was beautiful, but, like, listening to that, like, I could see how people, like, I know there was a lot of people who got emotional over that last verse. Like, you know, a lot of people on Twitter were talking about it and, and stuff. And just in YouTube, the YouTube comments, you could see, um, yeah, he, the whole, the whole, even, like, the line when he's saying, um, like, how he had, he doesn't have to be in the physical to hug y'all like that. Like when he's like, I'm in heaven. And he kept repeating that to my, I'm in, to, to, to my, my brother, brother, to my brother, yeah. I'm in heaven to my sister. I'm in heaven. Yeah. This is heaven. That was, that was, that was, he, little, that was that's when I got goosebumps. Mm. That's when I got goosebumps. And then when he's like to Sam, to his, to Nip's brother, Sam, like right. make sure you play my interviews for my kids. Oof. Oh my God! Like that was that was crazy. Like Kendrick, think Kendrick man, had a dream about Nipsey. Probably kind of pushed him. Who knows? But they have such a, a a storied relationship that we not even privy to. Like we get to see little glimpses of it and hear little stories about it. Like on um Nipsey's album when Kendrick said um I'm at the I'm at the Pac movie politicking with Nip. And he's like, it's me, Nip, Snoop, and Punch. Who would have thought like a like Bloods and Crips coming together? Like, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, man, I'll tell you, like, this shit go deeper than that. Like, we men type shit. Like, like when he said, they told me to do a song with Nip, Nip, he a better Crip. I told him he a man first. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they have that respect. They had that relationship. And you know what's crazy also? Recently, I seen a video of Kendrick. Might have been like 2009, two, no, probably 2010 or 11. And he was at um, uh, Shady 4-5 with um, DJ K Slay. And he was freestyle. And it was him and Nipsey. It was yeah, Nipsey I saw that and J-Rock. And they were all, f- and they were freestyling and shit. And it was like, damn, like, people didn't even know Kendrick really yet. And that's how deep this shit goes. Like, they're both in New York. At the radio, at the serious radio, and like freestyling to get on, like just trying to come up together and get that respect. Mm. So this shit go deep, you know. Like, yeah, I, I thought, I thought, um, yeah, I thought the track was beautiful. I think it, it's like, it's like, it's really, really upper echelon rap. There's not many people who are doing it today who could really do. I don't. There's not. Yeah, I don't I don't know who can do it like that cuz there's only one Kendrick. He has his own way of doing it and the way he ties the visuals, like the emotion on the track. So it's like, you know, like there's other people who kind of swim in the same waters, but they do it from a different, you know, it's a different trajectory, it's a different angle that they come at those type of things. So it's like I think if you listen, if you the album title Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers um I think that's that is kind of like a, a clue 
and 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 when he's talking about the culture, the culture was a big reference in the Heart Part Five when he kept referencing the culture, the hip hop culture, you know, urban culture, you know, more specifically black culture. He kept referencing that and the kind of trials and tribulations and the kind of things that that we kind of celebrate and in the yeah. way that we are kind of hypocritical. Like he kind of explored some of those themes in Black of the Berry. On, on the mm-hmm. pimp butterfly but like you know so it's not his first time doing it but like i i would expect especially given he's been away for five years this is just a teaser of what we could probably expect in terms of like content of what lyrical content and subject matter is probably going to be very deep and heavy you know yeah. in this direction yeah i agree and and like you said like you can even me as a J. Cole stan in a way, like I don't even think J. Cole could do that. What can't you do it differently? He would because even if he tried to do it that way, he would do it differently. Exactly. The only person I I could think maybe now that like just coming to my mind is like a most deaf, maybe, and it still wouldn't have the same impact that Kendrick has, like like because Kendrick just has that like superstar power like you know so it's like most deaf might be able to do something like deep like that but would it get the shine would it get the attention i think uh, really most deaf is a no most deaf is a good one i would say lupe fiasco has him has it in him to do something similar um and you know kendrick has been compared to lupe in the past and stuff like that there there are some comparisons yeah. there um in terms of like subject matter and their lyrical ability and you know both of them people who tackle heavy subjects in, in their music. So, but, uh, black thought is another one. Yeah. Thought could have probably gotten his bag on that kind of instrumental instrumental. Yes. But it would have been, I think the black thought would have been more rapidly rappy, more metaphors and, and less, bars. like you said before, spoken word is a very, good description what he was doing was very free form like he wasn't really trying to ride the beat in a way that you hear if you were to listen to songs whatever whatever playlist that you're streaming from the streaming services if you put on rap caviar right now like he's not rhyming like that that beat is not yeah. is not is nothing like any of the the beats you would hear on that playlist and the flow is very very spoken word and stuff like that you know it's like so so yeah i mean that's a good point but he had like to me i think the second verse might be his best verse but i think the third verse might be the one it's gonna be the one that people kind of remember for it because of the nipsey tie-in and all of the verses were fire but to me the second verse is you know, I think it's going to be up there for one of the verses of the year so far early, but you know, mm. obviously Malice had one also on uh, on the Pusha album. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So, how y'all feel? This is kind of coming off the heels of like Future having a big week, like the week prior to that a GQ article came out that I guess Elliot Wilson wrote on future calls him the greatest rapper alive. And then 
his album comes out and it does phenomenal 227,000 sales in the first week which is hard to do in the climate of hip-hop nowadays you know you have to be very established have a, a huge fan base and the machine behind you to even hit fucking 150k nowadays but um then kendrick drops this shit it's like greatest rapper alive who <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was greatest rapper alive question marks from the moment it was said like it, it never held legitimate weight in my mind anyway so yeah but you do yeah. realize that there are people who believe that though like there's yeah. a lot of future fans who feel Idiots. like he is the best rapper <laughs> and but it, but again you see those type of opinions are allowed because everybody they shouldn't be theoretically but they are because everybody has their own definition of a rapper like somebody might just be like yo like i think kendrick or j cole's the best rapper alive because look what they could do lyrically with words and stuff like that look at the their pen game and somebody who is not necessarily the most into the pen like that might look at future and be like yeah but look at what future does with melodies and 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 look what he does like his his tracks are vibes so that's how what i consider the best rapper alive you know so it's yeah. like um even still i feel like one one of those groups is wrong and one of those groups is right <laughs> yeah that's that's a very uh yeah it's pretty much it um yeah. yeah, it's a ridiculous thing. Like, and honestly, majority of opinions should outweigh the other majority of the opinions. I didn't, I didn't even read the article. What was it? Was it Rolling Stone? What was it? Was, it was GQ. It was GQ. Why would you want to read a fucking article anyway? The headline was enough, and I think Elliot Wilson. He knew he was making a headline, that, but that's the thing. What he generated because it's it, Elliot you know? Wilson, and because he's done good work in the past, and because he has a certain status level in the culture as a contributor to hip hop and somebody who's documented the culture for so long. I didn't read the article, so like I off the rip i wanted to kill him for that and i still do but part of me also felt like am i missing something was i'm just... sure he added context to it yeah but i'm I'm wondering like i need to read it now because i'm wondering what kind of context was added that would make you say something like that in any type of context if kendrick j cole and, Ol and a bunch of others weren't here he did you just the best rapper alive <laughs> like that he didn't what know it, i mean kendrick was coming are you <laughs> like what are you basing that on are you basing that on his popularity Future? what he means to street culture like uh nah bro i don't understand he's basing it off the fact that future let him in the studio to hear the album early yeah. <laughs> and he didn't Let's... even get to hear pusha uh... kendrick whoever the hell else is coming just for clarity you know? yeah i mean Future is fucking far from the best rapper alive. Like, I don't understand how, like, what he does is something when, different. When I read the headline, I read it, and I can see Ellie Wilson saying, greatest rapper alive, and then hitting the YN laugh, his obnoxious laugh. After, like, I can, I can hear it <laughs> when I read that headline. <laughs> yeah. I would say. You know? I don't even like it's, it's it can't even be a real argument like future's real consistent and he he's constantly putting out music you know he puts out a lot of projects is I, he consistently good in your opinion or is he just consistent I would say consistent I think consi I think consistently solid 
I don't okay. I don't listen to all like he he almost dropped so much music that I don't run to listen to all of his projects. Yeah, I that's mean, how I feel. I will say I do. I did listen to this and... last album though, and I thought it was fire. Um, I I didn't think it was better than Pusha. I didn't. Uh, no way. You know, I've put it on rotation a few times and vibe to it. You know, there's there's yeah some parts of it that there's are some vibes, good vibes and you know I could I could vibe to it for sure. But I don't know. He don't even. I don't know how much of it is maybe the perception that he don't even belong in the conversation where we might not be taking him seriously in that regard. But I don't know. He don't. When I listen to him, I'm not thinking like, man, future. Hold on, what do you say? Future might be the best rapper alive off that. Like I don't I don't yeah. it don't even enter my mind to have the there, conversation. There's there's no avenue that you can even think of with regards it's to like, future. what is he the best at? Nothing. That's so that that's You know what, what he you know like. what he is? So it's hard. He he's the best at flexing. He's the best at like being toxic. He's the toxic king. Like, I give him that. The toxic yeah, king. Yeah, flexing on women. Flexing his money, what, but, what but it's not a but, musical like, thing. You can't talk. Yeah, it's not a. But, but not that's a musical what I'm saying. Like, and for me, like as a person that I will admit, I'm a future fan. I don't consider him one of the greats. You know, I do run and listen to every album <laughs> since Honest. Since that I run. like off rip. <laughs> nah, for real. If I know Future's album dropped, I'm playing that shit at twelve midnight when it comes out to check it out. Future has never put together a project that was like game changing, mind blowing. Holy shit! Like, I hope everybody heard this album, like ever. Like he's always put solid projects with solid vibes. Like you look to his albums to find three or four vibes that you know are gonna go, gonna fucking be the right setting if you drinking, smoking, chilling. Sipping that me. kind of vibe. That's what yeah, he brings three, to the table. Three or four, never... three or four vibes out of seventeen tracks is like, it's a, it's a good enough percentage to be called the best rapper alive, in my opinion. I think I'm I'm rethinking my take here. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Good. I see it. I thought you were serious <laughs> <laughs> at first. I was say three or four. Five. You know what I'm saying? But like, I think maybe this is his best album since. He did like the double disc Future Hendrix or maybe even the the Evil that was like what about Dirty Sprite too? Dirty Sprite two was really good as well, but I thought even after Dirty Sprite, which a lot of people say is classic, um, his uh, album Future Hendrix, his double album was pretty fucking solid. Yeah, Dirty Sprite two is probably my favorite. Like that's what I'm saying. In your opinion, probably after Dirty Spike Two, he hasn't had nothing that's been as good. I'm I'm assuming. For me, after Dirty Spike Two, those two projects I named were good to me. The project he dropped with Uzi was good to me. The joint he did with Drake was the nothing. best one to me. <laughs> the joint he did with Drake, yeah. I mean, but see, like, even that joint with Drake, the the evil joint. Those were like very short projects. Evil had like yeah. six songs nah, on it. Nah, Evil was Drake shit had like. Evil was definitely longer than that. Evil had like nine songs on it, maybe. maybe. I was thinking like eleven. Yeah, I, I wasn't Drake a big fan of the Drake one, but I mean, I know I'm probably in the minority in that. For real? No. Oh, that shit got mad play. Yeah, you, you're in yeah, the minority. I'll, I'll I'll die in that hell comfortably. I honestly, I will sit down and say like, 
My favorite future project is probably not even an album. It's his mixtape, like 56 Nights or Beast Mode, to be honest. But say that to say, Elliot Wilson, you played it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Elliot. The fuck was that? Sit your old ass down. Fucking retire. Speaking of Toxic Kings, though. Kevin Samuels, mm. that was another person who actually Future had in his video for the the Valentine's Day video, right? Um, recently, like about a month ago. Um, so Kevin Samuels, wait, 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 the... wait, what Valentine's Day video a month ago? Uh, well, actually, it was in a couple months ago, <laughs> Valentine's <laughs> Day, bro. Where you at? <laughs> Valentine's Day, a month ago. I'm still in. I'm still in March. <laughs> Um, the the relationship advice guru Kevin Samuels, very controversial figure, right? Is it relationship yep. advice or life advice, uh, however you want to see it? I mean, he leaned into the relationship stuff, like he would. I've only I've only seen him de- uh, involved in relationship yeah, shit, yeah, like yeah. coming across. Yeah, my I mean, I, so. he, I guess but it was get... like, like when I think relationship advice, I think like he's helping a couple, but like he was helping like individual. A lot of single people, I feel like, too. You know, I mean, it's still relationship advice, though, if you think about it. I guess it's, yeah. like, uh, it's more like. I mean, you don't self improvement. Well, you could be in a relationship and getting advice from him without having your other per, your other significant other there. But most of them, I feel like, were was it advice for though? Partners. They were looking for advice, and he kind of just shitted on. I mean, them. I never watched them. I, I'll say I never the, watched him. The times I saw him, I know. Think, I think a he lot like, of what we saw were the clips, the viral clips, he was like, shitting on people or whatever. He was like, what size dress you wear? Okay. What size shoe you wear? How much money you make? Yeah. And you want a man that makes 500000 Shorty, you are a three. Look in yeah. the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> that was his relationship. I think it was more, it was less, <laughs> it seemed like less relationship advice and more like trying to put people in a place mate, a little bit he, he was like harshly like trying to like make people look at themselves realistically and sometimes it was very superficial and i mean i wasn't a fan of him personally uh i just felt like like some some shit like you you don't have to be so harsh about i feel like yeah but and, i think that i think that might be kind of picking at the low-hanging fruit you know what I mean? Like, yes. Well, that's just why I wasn't a fan of him from what I've seen. I'm just saying why I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I get it. This is what the only thing he was about. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not going to sit here and act like I was a fan or like I knew that much about him. But I, I have watched some of his stuff. And I will say, if you kind of peel back or put aside his delivery and the insults and, and stuff like that, there is... There somewhat is some, there. there is somewhat of a message there. It's just, it's just he's very harsh in the way that he delivers it. So, but he also, and I think he spoke to this before he passed. You know, he passed away, which is why we're talking about him. <laughs> Spoiler, yeah, exactly. Nah, let's nah, let's put bad. that in check. What did he pass away we of a heart attack? Mention... Yeah, I believe heart attack. I don't know if I don't... all the. The, yeah. I think it's a heart attack. Though. I know he was with some female, and the female yeah. and found said him. He had chest pains and right, right. And so died of a heart attack. So Ian is like what mid fifties, late fifties. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't that old. Um, 
and he looked to seem he seemed like a like fit person. Fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw somewhere that he might have been battling cancer, and nobody knew. Yeah, but I, then where did but the I don't know attack? how like legit that is. No, I, I saw something about that too, but I think that was just I like don't... random people speculating, maybe. I don't know, um, but, uh, but and then if it, you die to a heart attack, it it's was not really... cardiac arrest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I was gonna say like he he, he would give a lot of practical kind of advice, like if if you want to call it advice. So like a lot of the stuff that he was saying was like, yo, you have to curtail your expectations, like you know sometimes and kind of aim, you know at least within your means within your means or in the ballpark of reality. And I think mm-hmm. that's really what he was attempting to do but i think what ended up happening is i think he spoke to this also where he kind of figured out his lane and saw that he got a lot more attention and a bigger response you know from audiences when he was doing the thing where he was overly harsh and he was kind of like you know what what people consider to be uh attacking females in the way that he did and hey. and, and stuff like that so that shit, that shit moved the needle, though. Yeah, yeah. No, and it does in in today's society. The the for fucked him. up shit is that it, it's feeding on like a lot of men, for example, their misogynistic uh, side, where they they want to shit on women because maybe they're not happy with themselves or whatever the case may be. But like you know, some some men are very like misogynistic like we don't even yeah but what but would you consider what he was doing misogynistic i i think what he was doing was he knew that the the thing that triggered the response like you said a bigger response was shitting on women and what i don't like about that is that he's smart enough to know that he's feeding into an audience who is likely very much misogynistic and is like they pump it he's like pumping that up it's almost like like if you say trump's not racist or he hasn't shown that he's exactly racist right but what is he doing he knows his fan base is could be a lot of white racist people and so he pumps it or he he's very vague or ambiguous in order to kind of he knows what he's doing in a way he's pumping a certain, uh, I guess, demographic who he knows they feed off of a certain type of energy. He's putting the battery in the back. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's Subtly. the worst thing. Subtly. Subtly. So even if he himself is might not be that, he knew. I I would say he's smart enough to know, especially because you said he spoke to this. I haven't seen that, but if it's true that he spoke to that, where he knew like the thing that moved the needle was when he was harsher to women, then guarantee because. The, from the comments I see, it's a lot of men that's like, nah, he's a king, whatever, you know, th- that type of shit, that corny shit where they, you know, crowning another dude, like. I guess, I guess we're for I, for shitting on women, and I don't know. Bro. I see your point. I see your point. I believe they call him. Yeah, I see your point, and I, I understand why he would upset some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this though, I think some people champion him and some dudes champion not because he's they they're misogynistic and they feel a kinship to him and his message i think it's more so because he feel they feel as though he's speaking the truth and it's just like the message is the message and just because the message is not dressed up in the way that you 
feel is necessarily appropriate and he's giving it in a raw unfiltered version you know that might not be for everyone doesn't make the message less right either right so like you know when he's saying someone and i'm not saying all of the things i'm not even caping for this dude but like i will say though like i said there are certain things that he said that were just practical it's just the way that yeah, he said everything it everything he said is wrong neither yeah i no. agree but, but uh, yeah i think it works yeah. on two levels like i always say uh like sometimes there's situations where it's not the way you say it is what you're saying like focus on the message right that works that's i understand that too but then there's the times where it's also like your message might go even further if you focus on how you saying it as well not only what you say but combine it with how you're delivering that message to make sure like it don't get lost in translation you know what i'm saying it, it seemed like he, he didn't give a shit about that he found his lane yeah he didn't I mean, give a shit about i don't that. think it wasn't that yeah it, it wasn't i don't think it wasn't that he didn't give a shit because i feel like if he saw that the needle moved more based on how he delivered it and if he delivered it like less harsh then he would have done that i think i think you could say that too you know what i mean but because so it's not that he didn't give a shit about how the message was delivered it's that he saw it was more effective when delivered in no 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 but i don't mean i don't think he give a shit he gave a shit about the backlash you know oh, like no. the criticism well, because oh no he well because he, he if if stood firm in his if shit. the money's piling up if the down. numbers is going up the backlash and the people that is hating ain't gonna matter because you know what it's it's moving the needle and the numbers is going up as a result of it and that's why i say like i'm just not a fan of people who you know they exploit certain things because they see the numbers is piling all in all in his lane he was some would say a polarizing figure he was definitely a polarizing figure definitely and the the fact of the matter i got some quotes from him the way Oh, love it. After, Go for real it. Real quick, but after he passed away, a lot of people celebrated as and well. That's, and that's weird. Very weird. That's fucking weird. That's fucked up. I, I can't, like, I don't know how y'all feel, but I have sp- I spoke on this. The first time I ever really spoke on this was back when uh, XXX passed away. And there was some people celebrating mm. his shit, too. And I don't know if you remember, wow. you you remember that, Aaron, I'm sure, because you responded to, like, something I tweeted or something and then reposted mm. on Instagram, where um I was just saying, like, like, even if you're not a fan of the person, like, to celebrate someone's death is fucking weird. Like, that's weird yeah. energy. Like, even yeah. if, like, someone's an awful person, I'm not like, let's go. Like, I can't be hype about something like that. Like, it's so weird. Like, I'll just be like, damn, son lived, it, like, if, if yeah. like, son lived a life I wasn't, that wasn't, I wasn't a fan of, or he hurt a lot of people or whatever, I'll just be like, damn. And to be tragic, fair. Like, son lived a tragic life. Like, or I just won't care, or I won't speak on it, but I won't celebrate it. That's fucking weird. I, X, I can't understand that, can't get behind it, I don't know. Some would argue that X did show himself to be a terrible person at certain times, which yeah, is why. Yeah, and that's why I spoke on it. You that's know, why I had spoken it at that time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, that's a, that's a good point. You know, like celebrating death. What does that do for you? Does that make you feel better ultimately? You know, like he he is what he is. The only I'm not I'm not gonna front my bad, no, go but the only way I could celebrate a death is probably like my worst enemy. Like, and even then, I might not. But I might be like, oh, he gone. All right. 
<laughs> but that shit, but that shit, but even then, but even then you would have to admit that feeling, even if you got a satisfaction from that feeling, that shit is only temporary because at the end of the day, like you, you got a good heart, you're a good person. Anybody who has a good heart is a good person or has any semblance gonna... of a pulse. It's not going to, that shit is not going to carry with them. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, my, my enemy yeah, died. I can say that now. Like, I could say that now on the podcast, but God forbid something ever did happen like that where someone I really didn't fuck with, I might feel different. Be like, damn, like we wasn't fucking with each other over some dumb shit. Well, that's you it. Know, well, that know? doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like you hated that person. That sounds like you stopped fucking. Well, with I don't someone have temporary. anyone I hate. I well, that's what I mean. Enemies, and I hope I yeah. don't. I'm just saying from the perspective. All right, someone like, you know, uh, like Osama bin Laden. How you feel? Oh, I didn't give two fucking. Did you celebrate? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was just think like, about all right, it. cool. I was like, Obama. <laughs> oh, <All right. laughs> But a no, lot of people like, did celebrate. I think we spoke on. Um, I don't know if we spoke on it on the podcast, but like, even like the idea of Trump dying, I remember like that being in the air, you know, while he was president and shit, and it's just like. Like, I can't even see myself celebrating. Like, if Trump had passed, I wouldn't be like, yes. I'd be like, damn. Yeah, I ain't going to shed a tear. I'm not going to be. Yeah, I'm not going to shed a tear. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to be emotional about it. the president no more, and I'm already like, maybe I was wrong about him. (laughs) Nah, I would just. It wouldn't wouldn't affect me, really. It it wouldn't have much of an impact on me. Yeah. But I wouldn't be celebrating it. Yeah. Yeah, but R.I.P. to Kevin. Wait, but let me let me get let me at least read one or two quotes because I think this will provide oh, yeah. context. Ring, ring those off. Ring those All off. Right, so ring those off for the legend. If you made it to thirty-five <laughs> and you are unmarried, you are a leftover woman. He said in one video. <laughs> you are what? <laughs> for some reason, when you read it, if you made it to thirty-five and you're unmarried, I thought you was gonna say he said kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it wasn't that harsh. Right. But continue. But this is this quote is geared toward women or men and this women. Is specifically Generous. women. Oh, if specifically you are, women, go ahead. If okay. you are made if you if you have made it to thirty five and you are unmarried, you are a leftover woman, he said in one video. You are what is left. Wow. Men know that there is something likely wrong with you. In another quote, <laughs> ladies, if a man asks you out on a date, he's only asking you for sex. If you are not ready to have sex with him, don't go out on a date with him. That's crazy. All right, now give us two good quotes. <laughs> I, th- I thought this was definitely going in a, in a good way. I'm like, yeah, read, read those off. for the legend. Women by nature want to consolidate on the highest value, on the highest value man possible. Social media and dating apps have now made it where you have almost 100% of women wanting men in the top 10 and 20% to produce this outcome, which is unrealistic. You want a man making at least six figures? That's only 10 to 14% of the population. We have to get to the point, for the most part, we don't know how to relate to each other. We know how to swipe left, swipe right, hook up, and get on. Oof. He had a he he had that was a good so one. Is, making some points. I think this is providing context. Yeah, He's good. not just somebody was, who's yeah exactly. who's just ranking on people. Yeah, yeah. 
So like when he says shit like that, I understood. It was just the way he would say it. Like like I said, like he would ask women like, "Okay, you want a man like in the top ten percent?" I think he's trying to cut through the bullshit a lot of times. That's exactly what he's doing. So, so what size do you wear in dresses? What size? Blah blah blah. Girl, you a a three? Look in the mirror. Like you know, but like he would do shit like that, and then it's like, oh shit, you know. But let's be honest, right? How many people? Uh, they only look at it one side, right? Because of the the way that he was harsh, the natural reaction, again, the low-hanging fruit is to look at it. It was like, oh, my God, look how he spoke to that woman. That woman must be crushed. How embarrassed she must be. She must feel terrible, the center third. And that might be true in some instances, but in other instances, it actually might cause them to actually reflect and kind of think about like, you know what? I didn't like the way he fucking spoke with me. But if I'm really being real with myself and really, really kind of taking, you know, removing myself from the situation and looking at it objectively, he's actually making some strong points here about the way I should look it's at more things. like a reality Right. Check. So, yeah. like, we all know people who need reality checks, but they might be family members of ours. They might be close friends of ours. And we kind of talk around those issues and don't really get to the... And, so, and a lot of times those people end up hanging themselves because nobody really wanted to stand up and say, hey, like, give it up. That's what I've been trying to tell you, Eric. Er- Rihanna's already taking, dude. Relax. <laughs> low, key, low key, I was going to say, if you're, it feels weird. Like, if you're even a woman that chose to go on his, like, show or his live stream, you kind of you miss it exactly, something. but no, no so you, you low key need the reality check. Like you know what you're, you're getting you're into. into a weird, okay. Like yeah, it's like a weird kind of like what. And he spoke expect? to that too. He spoke to that as like yo, like I'm getting this thing, but like they know what they're getting into. Like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, not hiding not that. Not that to me, it gives him a free pass to you know talk crazy, but so he had a quote yeah. about guys here. This is the last one I'll read. The first thing I tell guys I coach is that we have to get brutally honest about where you are and where you want to get to. Understand how far that is and put it in in the work. If it's okay to tell young men to change and based on what I see on social media every day it is, then it only makes sense for it to work for it to work the same way, he said. So, yeah, he's a, he's an interesting dude. <laughs> Yeah, to say the least. But yeah, RIP to him. My only, RIP to him. My only thing really was like, what makes you a professional when you're not even married? You've been divorced. Some would, some would say that gives him all the fucking uh, (laughs) knowledge he needs to give advice to others. He's been there, done that. But it's like like, you can't hold down a woman. You couldn't do enough to hold it together, though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you couldn't hold your shit. But that doesn't. But plenty of people could like that's life. Like fucking fifty percent of the fucking U.S. is gonna get divorced at some point of the married people. Like he's not alone. Yeah, in but that. if you the champion, if you the champ, you can't, <laughs> you can't be taking no L's. You the champ. You know I mean? It's that's like that that type of analogy is like saying, well, how can you teach me, fucking to you know, how can you teach me as a math teacher? to be a fucking scientist in the future if you're not a scientist yourself you're here fucking being a teacher in the school system 
doesn't mean that they don't have knowledge to pass on to you just because you know you necessarily didn't reach the highest levels of that profession or kind of area subject matter that analogy you know I mean? it started off a bit rough because you were talking about being a math teacher teaching science and i was like wait why is this math <laughs> well you need math science? for science <laughs> but math and science are or go hand in hand oh they do actually yeah i mean yeah, you can't you can't be a scientist without without fucking being a ma- you know math, knowing yeah. math you know yeah. so yeah so but, um, yeah no you pulled it together <laughs> i appreciate that yeah so you yeah definitely you got a point with that i I guess that's just always been my logic of like why i never like checked for his shit never really became a fan whatever just popped up maybe on fucking my timeline from random pages i followed i watched and i was like okay mm-hmm. this guy's kind of like brutal and at the same time it's <laughs> like a guilty a pleasure it's like you know it is bad, that's what it is but then you kind of like like him like kind of doing that to people i mean it could be funny because it's like, oh, shit, he don't give a fuck, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's crazy. And but... I've seen him. He, it wasn't only to women. I've seen him do it to, to a man before, too. Right. Also, like, from what I, from what thing I read, it just also, seemed like mostly women. He felt as though he was doing a service to his community in a, in, a, in a respect. Because the majority of the people he spoke to happened to be African-Americans. Like, that was his base, right? So he felt... Like this type of straight talk, like you described earlier, was that was it was a necessary talk that he felt like a lot of the people who were kind of followers of him and callers needed to hear specifically. And, you know, he there was no frills like he didn't really dress up his comments like he gave it raw in the way he see, he saw fit, you know, and right. yeah, some of that shit was extra as fuck, but it is what it is, but. I think no. what really rubbed me the wrong way about him is probably like, cause I could see someone like doing the same thing he does, but even if they come off a little more playful, a little nicer, like, you know, they'd be no issue. I think he gave off this kind of aura or this impression of like the kind of person that don't feel like he's ever wrong. There was never any like, like slack or like, there was never any room to to kind of go back and forth with him. It always seemed like it was what he was saying was fact and you not arguing with me or I, I'm going to hang up on you type shit. Like, that's the vibe I always got from him. And that's Listen where I'm like, fine God. Eh, that's corny in a way. But it's also, it's, he's also has the right to do that because it's like, if oh, I'm calling show, in to your show and this is what I do is I give advice. Like I get it, but you set the platform for right. me to That don't debate. mean you can't be wrong. The only yeah. time I really ever did see a, a, a full length like uh, piece of content with him was he was a guest on Joe Budden's podcast. Uh, Might have been before they he broke uh, Joe Budden broke up with Rory and Maul. And, um, and so he was giving him relationship advice. And it was the same Budden thing, basically, like he was on Joe Budden's shit and he was still that way where it's like, no, what I'm saying is like the be all end all like. If y'all don't go by what I'm kind of saying, y'all just don't. Yeah, and, and, that, in order for that bottom. to work, in order for that to work, you got to be confident in what the fuck you're saying. Otherwise, yeah, why would somebody follow be, you? But Joe Budden kind of did like agree with everything. Joe Budden kind of is like the same kind of guy, you know, like too. Yeah. So it was more. I was like, gonna say you could be the most confident person in the world and still be wrong though, and so that yeah. rubs me the wrong way when someone just feels like they can never yeah. be wrong. Yeah. Honestly, he should. I think we know just... a, we know a few people like that. 
Yeah. Kevin Samuels, Aaron. his whole style should have been <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Putting you in your place, reality check. <laughs> you don't need it. Nah, nah crazy. Uh, nah, but uh, I'm lost. <laughs> I'm, I'm lost for words. I'm befuddled. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm lost. <laughs> nah, but nah, what the bro. fuck I'm saying? Oh, he should have took the approach of just hitting dudes and being like, just followed your wife. Seemed like she needed excitement in her life. Uh, she looks spe- miserable. This <laughs> is like Drake. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, Drake. So in other news, this, this was equally brutal. <laughs> this was equally brutal. Yeah, some fan hit up Drake in the comment section because Drake was kind of like talking about being a father, like Lonzo Ball or John Morant's father, like being out there repping your kid to the fullest mm-hmm. and being in the spotlight. And he was like, yo, I would probably be the same with my son if he was even in a freaking Rubik's Cube competition. Yeah, And then some fan took a dig and was like, your son plays with Ghost Riders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great comment. As 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 hard as the response was by Drake and Classic, I thought that comment was pretty fucking funny. I I will say that. It was funny enough that it got Drake's attention. Yeah, obviously it worked. <laughs> it worked. But like, how many people go in comment sections and respond to su- like superstars or people? Uh, people in entertainment world and they don't expect the person to read it, respond. They're just trying to be. I mean, funny. that's the issue in society today that's and social issue, media culture. They're trying to like make other fans people laugh. laugh. Yeah, it's shit we've spoke on. Before. Which we spoke on, you know. And then Drake actually takes the time out to fucking respond. And not only did he respond by saying, I just followed your wife. Because she looks miserable and probably needs excitement in her life. And he DMs but his wife. It was facts. He really followed the dude's wife and then DM'd her. It was uh, very, very petty. All-time petty. But, listen, I'm not the biggest Drake fan. But, I have to say, I I respect that. That was top tier. I respect work. that. But... But while I respect that, and I thought it was a funny-ass response, there is a part of it that's a little bit, like, it just kind of ties into the kind of persona that we know Drake to have, where he's somebody who is a little sensitive, who is a little egotistical. And like, like you just said, Aaron, of all the comments that are made on a daily basis on his Instagram posts, on all Instagram posts, like that one rubbed him the wrong way enough for him to take the time to follow the guy's wife at him and have a conversation and hop in her DMs. I thought it's hilarious, but at the same time, it's like, Drake, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> I didn't see it like that. I didn't take it like, come uh, on, bro. I just thought... You know, sometimes you are just chilling on your phone. Like, yeah, we see these people. Yeah, these dudes are celebrities. They busy a lot. Clearly, yeah, he's just scrolling time. through social media. He had time. He comments on... He had time in more than one way. He comments on this John Morant shit. Uh, just a, a random post comments on it. Yeah. And then he gets a reply. And I don't know. He's probably in a... I thought he was probably in, like, a funny mood. 
Like, all right, I'm gonna yeah. fuck with this dude. Let's keep it and real. It was, it that's was like, how I took it was, it. it was, I didn't like, take it like, damn, he was probably hurt. I just yeah, took it, was, it like, he, he but he definitely was hurt. I don't know. I think it struck a chord. Yeah, one thousand percent. I do also think though, like along the lines of Junebug, like it struck a chord, but it was also like, all right, good one. Now I'm gonna make you famous for 24 hours. Yes, you know, you like, know, some funny shit. I thought <laughs> well, that's how I saw it. I didn't see it like, damn, he was definitely hurt over this one. <laughs> like, I don't nah, know. Now, when I say when I say hurt though, I don't mean like he was like gonna cry, but I mean like it stung enough for him to be like, oh, word, I right, bet. Like it got his attention enough. There's a little, okay. little it got him in smack in the face. Mode. Got him in petty mode. Exactly. Bro. And look, I'll say this. What I like about it the most, though, is the fact that people online as a culture, we have a habit of just saying anything right anywhere because we don't have to reckon with somebody in front of us receiving that message. We do it behind a smartphone. We do it behind a tablet or a computer and we can say anything and don't have to think twice about it. We don't have to deal with the emotional baggage that the other person on the receiving end has to deal with. Like, you know what I mean? Like that person people take advantage of that. Right. That person could be having a shitty day and all it takes is one fucked up comment to kind of trigger them in the worst ways. You know, like, we all been there before. We're all human. Like, we'd be having a great day, and then somebody says something that's real fucking dumb. It's like, why you fucking said that? Right? And then, even your best, like, you could take all your efforts, and sometimes it's just something that sticks. And it could be the dumbest, smallest things, and it just bothers you and stuff to the point where it's like, fuck, why am I giving this person so much power? But like comments do things like that. So like, yeah, you know, the guy got his 15 seconds of fame, 15 minutes of fame. I think he even did an interview with his wife. He did with like on TMZ. TMZ. On TMZ, yeah. And they're both corny as fuck, by the way. Like, wait, why? What happened? Did you hear his voice? I was not expecting that voice to come out of like how he looks. <laughs> his voice was super soft. Oh, I don't know. Drake could definitely take his chick. Yeah. <laughs> but respect to her for for like nah, she's sticking with it, it. Sticking with that's, it. Yeah. That's a wife right there. Cause Drake, what did he DM her? I'm here for you, ma. Like that's, yeah, that's a W DM. And then on TMZ, sure. they even asked her. They were like, "So, like, she was like, um, she was happy or whatever." Are you happy? She was like, "I'm so happy ever since I married this man. This is the love of my life, like, or whatever, yeah. like, you know." Yeah. yeah. So they're gonna be divorced Drake in a couple definitely... months. So <laughs> let's keep it real. Yeah. Drake, we're just, we're just doing Drake the numbers. Really I think Drake is just fucking around. He, he just gave mean. him clout for a little bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Shit. But speaking of uh saying things and not expecting to be on the receiving end. Uh, Where are we going? We was going with, I was going with like, because the whole Dave Chappelle thing and then how it ties okay. into um, Chris Rock made a little appearance. What Dave little, Chappelle thing? The him, him being attacked on stage. All right. Well, I mean. What else? What else got, is it? I mean, it was a result of things he's said. I'm just like, saying, let's was... set it up, paint the picture. <laughs> oh no, I mean, we was we was gonna. Yeah, okay. We wasn't just gonna be like, yeah, that Dave Chappelle shit was crazy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about it. Google it. Yeah. Nah, but... we'll never tell you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, some some people don't don't expect uh the backlash or the retaliation 
So that's what I was going with it. That was the connection I was making. Word, word, but, word. Um, so. I mean, I know I would have never expected anyone to fucking really try to jump on stage while stage while Dave Dave Chappelle was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. You yeah. fucking tackled him, bro. <laughs> he didn't just and if jump you are on stage. Jump on stage. Um, have some muscles. How about that? <laughs> nah, muscle muscles wanted to help them. Look, first of all, he tackled somebody who wasn't even like paying attention to him, so he he and missed. <laughs> well, he did get him down. So. Dave didn't go down. Yes, he did. No, Dave he didn't. didn't go down. Dave, he, he, kinda, tucked, he, he grabbed Dave. Like, he didn't go Dave down. He kind of sidestepped. No, he kind of tussled with him and like pushed him off. I thought he, he went down. Him, I thought. He basically stiff-armed the kid. But no, not only that. That's too much credit. That's too much credit. He just sidestepped him. Just... Muscles, <laughs> for whatever reason, I thought he went down. But like, honestly, Muscles wanted to help him. Like, he got his ass whooped backstage. They twisted his arm the fuck up. They lumped his head up. Yo, he was getting stomped Bruh, out. They took you, his you know arm how, home with them. Yo, you know, you know how I know he really got his ass whooped? Because at the very beginning, when they was trying to chase him down, a couple of them security guards busted their ass and couldn't keep their balance and was slipping. And that makes you more angry when you're trying to whoop someone's ass. You know what I'm saying? So I know the they probably got there is, late and they still went to work. The funny shit is, though, I know. The security was tight because they were trash. Yeah, that's what I'm they saying. are like so trash. <laughs> First, they angry. let the dude get on stage. Then they fall trying to catch him. It's like Dave's entourage caught the kid first, mm-hmm. and then they jumped in on it. Like, yeah. all right, we gonna yeah. jump him because we suck. And they had to let <laughs> their anger out on that. Funny is the funniest thing is that supposedly Jamie Fox, Buster Rhymes, his bodyguards, like people all backstage, like he was getting like. A multi-million dollar ass whooping in the back, like literally, he was getting yeah. fucked up by people like who I don't know. Fucking man. E- yeah. Elon Musk. <laughs> he, he, he got his money's worth, though. I'll I'll put it that put it that way. But he went home with like designer footprints on his head. But the interesting thing oh. is this: like obviously, because what happened at the Oscars with Dave Sh- with uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith, a lot of people feel as though. This had Will Smith kind of set this environment where it's now open seasonal comedians and you walking up on stage for, you know, on a performer stage is 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 something that you could do. But I don't know, to be fair to Will, I don't know if we could really pin this on him. Like, I feel like this is something that could have happened if that didn't happen. Yeah, and also like it it probably would have happened anyway. I mean, look at the look at like you are thinking that way. Please don't be stupid. I'm so happy the outcome of this altercation yeah. was taking his arm home as a souvenir. Yeah, yeah. Because don't play yourself. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, for anyone lo- in the future, don't play yourself. Yeah, yeah but I a lot of people you can't put it on someone like Will because you see like the women at the like Memphis Grizzly games, like handcuffing themselves to the <laughs> to the basket. Oh, yeah. it's weird shit. Like, so it's yeah. not. It's it's just people are people, and that's a good point. Weird. No, but I was going to say, like, uh, initially people thought that he was, like, somebody who was representing trans or gays and stuff like the LBGT mm-hmm. community. But, like, it so happens, I guess, supposedly he was, like, some rapper or something. And he was trying to raise attention to raise money for, like, his his grandma 
who was being like moved out of her home through like due to like gentrification. And it was like some weird grandmother move because he can't pick up a spacey box. reason. Like, yeah, I don't <laughs> I, I don't understand what that has to do with him tackling Dave, though. I don't get, get the correlation it. there, but yeah. I was going to say it was probably like a desperate attempt to get attention little 15 seconds 15 minutes and you know because like bro for every it's weird but like for every person that you would be like bro what who would who would who would help this person raise money after doing that dumb shit there's a bunch of (laughs) there's a it's gonna sound crazy me saying this i was gonna say it's a bunch of dumb people that would but i was gonna say it's a bunch of lgbtq people that hate dave but i didn't want to make it sound like i'm calling them dumb but there's <laughs> well, there's a lot of people did. that hate dave that will would be in support kevin, of this person kevin samuels jr over here <laughs> yeah yeah there's a there's a lot of people that would just want to support just to spite dave they would champion this guy that attacked dave Ooh, i get what you're saying the lgbtq community is the one here just because aside, Dave has targeted aside, them recently. So you're doubling down now. You're saying the LGBTQ community is stupid? No, I'm saying there are dumb people in any community. The community that Dave has targeted the most recently is the trans community, the LGBT community, and therefore there would be people from that community that to spite Dave would have his back. The guy who jumped have on stage. This person's back. Do you yeah. think? Do you think it's that okay, the only people that are passionate about it are from that community? No. If Dave fucking talked about white people and this guy attacked Dave and to, so you to, think white people are dumb as well? I think there are dumb white people. Yes, just like okay. I think there are dumb black people, Puerto Rican people, Dominican people. Wow! Asian now people. he's an equal opportunist. Yeah, Every, everybody's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't argue with day, that. I'm but, gonna, uh, I, I I'm agree. I'm going to champion that that ass whooping. So. <laughs> I like that you put me in the hot seat. <laughs> you put me in the hot seat for seventy seconds. Like trying to mix shit up, you know. Fuck Just it. trying to get you canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dodging them shit like Dave. Dodging them shit like Dave on stage. Word, but damn, son. Uh, so yeah, so did it? I was gonna say, was it successful? Because I'm sure there are people that would be like. Fuck it, let's let's help this guy raise money for his grandma's rent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's the internet these days, bro. I don't know. I've seen so many situations where weird, some weird shit happens, and there's like, this person's stupid. And then you see, and there's people that are like rocking with this person, like, yo, fuck that dude. Yeah, you you did it. Like, yeah. champion someone. Like, oh, it's it's I happened mean, tons of times. I mean, if he gets his grandma to his rent paid, then. <laughs> Is worth it, I guess. That's not to say people, other people should do it, but that's the weird times that we live in with clout and like just that small. You you see how we just talked about the dude that, uh, the dude and his girl who Drake slid in the DMs. Like he flipped that into a TMZ interview. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People flip anything, any little bit of attention. That's the current. That just reminded me of the um, the fake. You think gonna be hosting clubs soon? Bro, this this reminds me probably because this reminds me of the fake Drake and the fake Little Dirk. 
and how people were just championing them. Fake anyone, fake Koi Ray, fake uh even the, the, the one of the most original ones I remember was like <laughs> Big Dos TV used to do the fake Clay Thompson. You saw his face? This is a fake Koi Ray. Like, like, yo, like, there was a fake Koi Ray at the mall re- uh, Drake, at the mall recently. I mean, you say Drake, Dirk, Coyle Ray, like, I damn. love her music, but, like, damn, people are doppelgating her? Bro, <laughs> because if you look like someone, and you... True, true. There are people that look, true, and, and they just want, that, want clout, that attention, that clout, bro. Yeah. It's so weird, it's, it's bro. It's been years. How many fucking doppelganger Snoop Dogs are there? Fucking Michael Jacksons. Right? Michael Jackson is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Snoop Dogg? There's mad dudes that act like they're Snoop Dogg. But it's it's different, right? Tupac. Because with the Michael Jackson shit you reminded me of those memes of. that I see on on Instagram. Like they got that Kanye West as like a Dominican Kanye West or something. <laughs> <laughs> with the with hey. the Michael Jackson, um, <laughs> with the Michael Jackson uh, shit, it always just seemed like it was people that were big fans of him that like wanted to like do something cool, like even like the Elvis shit, right? But this is like. I'm trying to deceive the public to get attention. That is the difference. The fake Drake and the fake little Dirk are fucking performing in clubs together. They doing music videos together. All that. Didn't one of them get in trouble? Didn't like the fake Drake get in trouble for fraud? Like he performed at at a at a or like spoke at a school. No, I think they said he he took a booking as Drake to perform. At like a school, I thought, like at a college. Yeah, at a college, at a university. Yeah, he's getting booked for fraud. <laughs> it's like, bro, good, bro. Yo, I don't care. <laughs> like, you'd be surprised how much that happens and how easily that can work for people, like especially like environments where people like are fucking drinking and there's alcohol, like in the club. Like you mm-hmm. walk in there, and be like, "Yeah, I'm Drake." <laughs> yeah. And people would get so hyped, so gassed. I'm trying to get the dog on the podcast. They could see you from afar. <laughs> oh, yeah? They could just see you from afar, and they hype on it. I don't know. People just... Those people are weird to me, though. Yeah, for sure. For not sure. the fans that are deceived. I mean, them too, just because... Not weird. Just overexcited. But the, no, you, the people you can that say impersonate. Weird. Yeah. I mean, you've insulted I mean, everybody it's, else so far in yeah, this I'm podcast. Just taking might shots as well. at I mean, if this I'm podcast don't, don't work out, you already know who I'm doppelganging. We the best. <laughs> you don't look like him, but like, I'm I mean, like, I think if you got a they tan, didn't believe in us. Drake did. <laughs> <Yeah>. God did. <laughs> uh, it just reminds me that. I was on social media the other day and I see Aaron's stories and he has like two, three consecutive stories of like DJ Khaled. And I wanted like to message him Great so badly stories, and, by the way, and be like, like, please stop. But I didn't. <laughs> I, I restrained myself. I will nev- he we knows, will never stop. Who? We. <laughs> I cannot fucking stand DJ Khaled. So. They want us to stop. Oh you see? You see, working genius, they want us to stop, but why can't you we'll stand never. DJ Khaled? I would rather take Kevin Samuels because he's the best. But I don't, I don't understand. Because I feel Explain. like, I feel like, all right, it's probably because I'm taking him too literally and too serious. Right, yeah. I would agree to that part of that. That's the reason, but 
I also, it doesn't make his act and his whole shtick less fucking annoying to me. Like, I don't, he's not a serious person to me, right? But I know he's, this is a persona that he's used to his benefit mm -hmm. to create this whole universe that he lives in. But also, I feel like it's dumb as fuck a lot of times. Yes, it is cool that he is positive reinforcement, right? And it's That's better right. than him being negative all the time. That's right. So, but this shit is fucking ridiculous. It's like, it's corny as fuck a lot of Ooh. times. And it's just like, uh, there's so many. I, look, I would rather take Gary V for positivity <laughs> than fucking DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled another, is another like. Great. DJ Khaled is like. Another classic. <laughs> another classic human. DJ Khaled gives like fucking yellow bus short, short yellow bus advice. Like those are people who fucking listen to him. Like, man. Like, DJ and get motivated. motivates me. <laughs> Big inspiration. No, Eric, if you thought they was going to cancel me, you next. They ain't, they ain't never a, a, a time where it don't feel good, where I look at my girl and be like, you loyal. I like yeah. that. That shit right but, he's a, <laughs> but it's fun to say. I get the appeal in that. But think about what he's actually saying. He's saying a whole lot of fucking nothing. If you really, it's the most basic kind of fucking thing the in the sun world. Is shining He's, on me. The worst thing DJ Khaled ever said, to be honest, was that he don't eat his wife out. Ooh, <laughs> he said that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He said he a king or some shit, and because of that, like he don't feel like that's what kings do. I don't know, bro. Some wild shit. And he said, yeah. that's why she always screaming at him in his Snapchat story. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. She's a real him. one. She's a real one. Nah, I love she it. Real. She seemed real to me. Like, she seemed really yeah. But, yeah, that's that's where I had to draw the line. That fun, that. There's a funny-ass clip where she spazzes on him while she's working out and he's filming it. Yeah. Like, she's with, like, a trainer <laughs> out in their backyard. Yeah, he's trying to motivate her. And he, she's like, can you get the fuck away from me? Yo, I, he's like, chill, I chill. Swear I can relate to that. I can relate. Like, <laughs> I love it. It's it's crazy. Uh, like, you, you can relate what? to what? Being on the receiving end of being told shut the fuck up? Yes. Or, or relate to her? And I love it. No, I can, no, I can relate to Khaled and be like, oh. me and my wife. And my wife like, can you leave me the fuck alone? Or like, you know, like, I love that shit though. Like, I think that's what keeps our, our relationship healthy things like that you know <laughs> <laughs> really keeps the fire burning yeah man you know T tell us more <laughs> you want to know some more i think dj khaled is a sagittarius like me too so no way we, we be in our bags you know i think that's like we just got that like vibe you know so fact check right. that fact check that I, I, I got to look up some DJ Khaled quotes since we did Kevin DJ Samuel Khaled, quotes. Let me look up some. I'm telling DJ, you. Is he? Yes. He's a Sagittarius. Come on. Only the goats. <laughs> no, I, know, I know a lot of Sagittarius. I don't. I know so many. I don't. But you know what? Like DJ Khaled. You know what that means, though? What? That means that his persona is even faker because Sagittarius people... They have dark sides. They get yes. fucking angry. They're temperamental. Yes. He must be fucking arguing with his wife all the time. Like he must be a fucking asshole behind the scenes. That's that's a good but, point. That's a good point. That's a good point. And you and you think about the other Sagittarius in the in the entertainment hip hop world. 
They're totally opposite of Khaled. It's how a, many Sagittarius do you know in the hip hop? Jay Z and Nicki Minaj, just to name two. Off the top of the dome. Man. All right. All right, DJ Khaled quotes. Obviously, don't ever play yourself. Classic. Classic. You gotta. Oh, there you, you go, gotta, Eric. You gotta Get water your plants. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Stay focused and secure your bag because secure they want the you to fail and they don't want us to win. They don't. Yeah. Facts. Thanks. They thanks, don't. Khaled. They Facts. don't. I need. Eric I need to hear that. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> I'm all about peace. <laughs> yeah. Another great quote. We're going to win more. I'm going to go hard no matter what because Never I feed stop. my family and I got to feed myself. Never they stop. They believe in us. God, what a they fucking believe in us. Yep, that's right. Um, let's see what else. I'm looking for a good one. <laughs> These have all been great so far, so whatever you're looking, just keep ringing them up. In... Another one. No. Another mm. two. Drop two singles at a time. Mm. <laughs> mm. and another, that's multi-purpose too another million because we're when never girl, gonna stop a girl takes it just one now you got another one that's another one and then the if key you get is to two make girls it. another two <laughs> another two <laughs> the key is to make it the key yeah. is to make it that's that's classic that's fact listen these are classic quotes like yeah, these the, are like close to shakespeare no, you know what it's close yeah. to? It's close to Forrest Gump. He is the fucking Forrest Gump of hip hip hop, basically. <laughs> that, life life is like a bar. <laughs> life is like a box of chocolates. You what never know what you're gonna get. Hardest bars ever dropped in the history of mankind. Yeah, but you gotta give. He's Forrest a fictional character. <laughs> DJ Khaled is a real person. That's not necessarily a compliment to say that. You are comparable to Forrest Gump. I think Gump. it is. It makes you kind of legendary. No, it they you, actually it wrote. <laughs> they wrote Forrest Gump to kind of be slow. They wrote him in the movie to be slow. This dude really is slow in Cali real life. Slow too. <laughs> he kind of slow, slow too. He he. Accurate, like come on, like this this part. Safe to say, Khaled is only inviting me and working genius to the crib. (laughs) I don't, I don't want to be anywhere near Khaled. So, oh shit, you just burning bridges. Yo, Khaled, DM me. Don't worry, Eric will stay back in New York. (laughs) I'll stay back. (laughs) I'll stay back. Uh, I'm gonna come back with stories. Legend, I chained. (laughs) I chained. A lot. Yo, yes. that was a classic interview, uh, bro. On. That was that was like come the rebranding on. and the rebirth of DJ Khaled. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that was a lost memory in my brain until Icon. you said that. They don't Yo. want you to jet ski. So what we gonna do? We gonna jet <laughs> ski. Jet ski. Thank you. <laughs> you smart. You loyal. You a genius. Mm. Come on, he spoke to me. That's what the we doctor connected. said when Junebug was born. We connected. <laughs> no, but shout out to Khaled. <laughs> what else we got? I don't even know. I don't even remember where we was. I oh, feel like we, bro. I feel like we really warmed up <laughs> on that one. Bro, where so we did got Khaled uh, come from? I don't know. Why are we talking about that? Like <laughs> oh, doppelgangers! Oh, doppelgangers! Fake, that's gonna uh, be uh, that's who I'm with. Doppelganger. If this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. don't work out, mm. but um, 
Yeah, people get behind weird shit. I talked. We talked about the other doppelgangers. Yo, um, rest in peace to the kid who jumped on the stage against Dave Chappelle. Rest in peace to his arm. <laughs> Just to his arm, not to him. You know, he's alive and well. His arm, R.I.P. And rest <laughs> in peace to uh, Uncle Phil. Also, just wanted to add that. always. Yeah. First things first. Yep. Nah, but yeah, man. On that note, it was the No Politics Podcast. If it was worth talking about, we talked about it. How you like that? You like that, right? Yeah. Go 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 subscribe. Go comment. Hit up all the socials, you know. Yo, say something to the people before we go. Me? Everybody. Junebug? You don't get love, peace, all that. Yeah. I, there we go. There we go. That's perfect. I, I, I echo that sentiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah.